0: Hello podcasters, welcome to my little podcasting corner from where I can join you in your podcasting adventures and from where I can share mine. This is Adventures in Podcasting. I'm your host Pilar Ortiz and I've just decided to do this intro again because I really miss it. I have to say that I am podcasting at the moment daily and therefore I am not including an intro. What I need to look at is whether in my host, Sprout, as well as having an outro, I can add the intro here. So I will look at that and experiment. Talking of which, I always forget to say <laughs> after that episode on Calls to Action that if you're looking for a podcast host for your podcast, by which I mean not host as in like me, but for hosting the media, I recommend Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. <laughs> And I have an affiliate link, which I will put in the show notes. And if you are recording with someone else, Riverside.fm is a great platform and I've got an affiliate code for them too. They're not sponsors, but I have affiliate codes for them. So episode 46, this is it. This is day eight of Na Pomo, where I am podcasting daily, myself and other people <laughs> decided to podcast daily in November because November is a weird month. Today, I thought I would ask the question Is there money in podcasting? I think the question maybe should be What kind of money is there in podcasting? Or where does the money come from in podcasting? Because the answer is broad. Is there money in podcasting? Yes. Is there money in podcasting for absolutely everyone? No. <laughs> is there money in podcasting from the podcast itself? Very little. Unless you are very famous, have a very high profile, or are an absolute workaholic, or have the time and energy to work solidly for I don't know how many months, focusing solely on getting your show out. I would love to hear other opinions about this, p at adventuresinpodcasting.com, but I will tell you now why I think all of this. So I have been podcasting, I think now since like 2011, doing different things. And the only way I've brought some income in directly through the act of either being behind a microphone or being behind a microphone and producing the show, or both. Yes, that makes sense. Two ways. One has been through some sponsorship that I had on 21st Century Work Life for a little while. It wasn't much, but it covered a little bit. Well, it covered the Media host fees and a little bit more. Then there was a kind of sponsorship, but I talk, I call it more of a collaboration uh, contribution, which was with Shield Geo for our connection and disconnection in remote team series. And I talked I talked about that uh, when I talked about putting things out there a couple of episodes ago. And finally, I am still earning a little bit of income as a co-host in my pocket Psych. So I would love to do more of those co-hosting gigs because I just turn up and I talk, I listen, I talk and I play a part. I play a part in my pocket psych. I play the part of the voice of the people to Richard, who is the credible psychologist and he leads the show. I don't do it every episode with him. Sometimes he brings guests on, like proper psychologists, not me, who just has opinions on stuff. But I think, well, I hope I still add value. Uh, He still hasn't fired me. Although, you know, sometimes when you let go of someone, it doesn't mean that they're not valuable. It just means you go in a different direction. So at some point, Richard might say that, and it'll be okay. We've also become friends, which is really nice. And we've worked on other stuff. So that's, that's how I make that. I, of course, the... Like many business owners who've used podcasts to put themselves out there and put their business out there, I'm sure that I have gained clients who have then given me work because they've either met me through the podcast or learned more about me through the podcast. So there you go. It is part of content marketing. But going back to this thing about if you want to make money with the show, you've got to put in a lot of time and money. I'm going back to... Do you remember, if you've been in the space long enough, Entrepreneur on Fire? What was his name? Johnny Dumas? That was so hot, so big, and he built a whole business around that. But for one, he had money to invest. It wasn't just him (laughs) at home doing all his stuff. He really had, he had money to invest like in any business. If you want to make money from podcasting and proper money, not bits and pieces like me, then you've got to treat it as a business. And starting a business often involves investing some kind of money. Doesn't mean you have to borrow it, but you need to invest. The other thing was that this person was working on this show 24-7 He was batch recording, I think, uh, at least when I listened at some point to how he was working on it. He'd batch record for one day, interview after interview after interview, releasing daily. (laughs) She says, going, I'm releasing daily now, 10 minutes on my own, and it's a lot of work. He was doing that. And then, of course, everything that goes around it. He also started at a time when there weren't 10,000 episodes, um, sorry, podcasts you could listen to. So there was a big space for someone like him to come and inspire, to share stories from all kinds of entrepreneurs. His, um, I don't know how he worked on the interviews, but I do know he had lots of stock questions and then he listened. He, you know, is, if you like his style, he's, he's good. I I listened to one with uh, Mike Russell, actually, and Isabella, who I talked about in yesterday's episode. I also listened to one where my friendly said guessed it. It was such a big deal for her because she was such a fan of the show. And podcasters, if you are already podcasting and if you've been asked on other people's shows, you know it's great to appear on other people's shows. But if they're also someone that you listen to, oh. It's amazing. I need to get myself onto some shows of my heroes. We'll see. Uh, Really interesting. When I listen back, we'll see if uh, you can hear that motorbike that went (laughs) through now. We'll see. We'll see. So you've got to work very, very hard like with other business. Then, of course, if you have the audience, uh, if you are Tim Ferriss or if you are Carl Newport, I'll talk about them. Or if you are, I imagine, Michelle Obama. I don't listen to her show, but I listen to Tim Ferriss and Carl Newport. They've got adverts and, I don't know, Cal Newport in the middle of his show just reads out all these adverts that are, I don't know, for me sometimes completely irrelevant to the show. But, you know, he's got the audience, so he's got adverts that are very general. And the same with Tim Ferris. I think he's got his adverts at the beginning of the show. I can't remember now. So, yeah, I mean, I had sponsorship once and it was really easy to... Um, to include the read and I just made it part of the conversation with my co-host and at some point I asked them if they could give us some tips about remote working because they were also a remote company. So I think if you're going to have some kind of sponsorship or advertising make it as relevant as you can to your audience please go as especially when you're starting go very niche and make something of it make something of it and Yeah, I've had some offers for sponsorship for some products that are relevant to remote workers and one, I tried to pursue it until I got to the point where they needed to get back to me and I think I was asking for too much money and too much work from their end. In fact, this is the third one, the third time this has happened. So I always do that because what you don't want is for sponsorship to turn out into a whole chore and then i also turned on another one because i don't use their product and i just didn't feel it was going to really sound like i was endorsing it and i didn't want to and then i had another um a couple more actually I've had, I've had a few offers not, none from the like none from Trello who i love and i use every day but i did have another one, another couple from just platforms or products or services that I don't use and I didn't know. So that, that's not going in. I've tried to support people in different ways if they need support. Not that I have a huge audience anyway, but, um, yeah, it's good to be asked. It's very nice to be asked. So that's, um, so that's for sponsorship. The other way in which uh, many podcasters are, are making some money for their show is through Patreon. And this might feel like quite a, I don't know, maybe it's just me feeling like it's quite an old-fashioned way, but it's really, I think it seems to be working. Look at that. I'm going to go over (laughs) 10, I can't believe. I'm going to go over the 10 minutes today talking about making money in podcasting. This is very ironic. So Patreon, if uh, you haven't heard of it, is a platform where usually artists, and that includes podcasters and writers, comic artists, etc set up a platform where you can support them every month and there's different tiers so there's different kinds of memberships and they do something in return basically they're coming in you're their fan base it it comes from patron from when there used to be patrons who just gave money to artists but there is an sometimes an explicit sometimes an implicit arrangement that they give you something extra for supporting them with cash and one person that does this incredibly well and who has raised her profile a lot is Joanna Penn from The Creative Pen. And I've been a patron of hers for ages. The reason I'm a patron of hers is I've been listening to her for a very long time. And she also does some question and answer, a Q&A. So you can ask her questions, which she replies to in a monthly Q&A. And now she's started to do videos about AI because she's really into it. So she's someone who's really thought... I think she must have like 800 patrons, which is quite a lot. And she must have thought, this is working. Let me give them more. And of course, the more you give, the more you're going to get back. And she's, uh, yeah, she's, she seems to be putting a lot of effort into that. Sometimes, for example, Matt uh, Gihuly, who was in episode 35 in this show, he, some, he creates new episodes for the patrons. He talks in his podcast, The life, life Shift, he talks about life events that have shifted people's lives. And they're quite deep, I mean, it's a very intense show. And then, if I remember correctly, he explained in, in the show, when in Adventures in Podcasting, when he guested, I think he explained how he then brings the guests back some time after, and then records with them for the patrons about how it felt, how, how it was, how life has been since they came on the show. Because sometimes these people, they've never been on a podcast. They've definitely never shared a very intimate part of their lives with an audience in this way. So I imagine that's, um, that must be very interesting and, and something that if you like the show as a patron, For a couple of quid, probably, or a couple of whatever currency you're using, it won't feel very much and you'll be getting a lot. So... I think that's it. I will talk at some point of, you know, I have thought of teaching others how to podcast, but to be honest, I just want to podcast. I don't want to teach. Although if you want any coaching, I will give you a bit of coaching and I will charge because this, I think that it's important to know where our value is and not be shy about charging for it. Uh, and yeah, at the same time, if you have a question for me, just send it through p at adventures in podcasting.com. Right. Two, Podcast recommendations for you today. I've mentioned both shows already. The Creative Pen, which is uh, the show by Joanna Penn for mainly writers, independent uh, indie, indie writers. But have a listen whether you're interested in writing or not, because something that, well, uh, I, I, she needs to come on this show, but she won't uh, go to a show until we hit episode 50. So hopefully after Napot <laughs> Pomo, she can come and talk to us here. She guested in 21st Century Work Life some time ago. But what she does now, so she's been gone from oh, podcast weekly, podcast every other week. Do I want to stop podcasting? And finally, she asked the audience. Most of us said, we really like it when you talk to us on your own. We like the interviews. It's great to have guests, but we are here for you, most of us. So what she does now, she has one hour long episodes, over one hour, and and the first 20 minutes or so, it's updates from the industry where she gives her take on what's going on, as well as informing us. See how I'm saying us, huh? She's building community really well just through the podcast. And also, she also has her own personal updates, which are really interesting because we're all as- We're all either writers or aspiring writers. We love to hear what she's up to. It is absolutely wonderful. So, If you're not into writing, just give it a listen, have a listen to some of the different kinds of episodes she does and have a look at her Patreon page. The other show I've already mentioned is The Tim Ferry Show. I really like it. And in particular, I want to recommend one where he talked to a professional pickpocketer. I'm going to leave it like that. It's it's not as dodgy as it sounds, but it's very interesting what this guy does. And it's the episode from the 19th of October, 2023 with Apollo Robbins. So I'll leave you with those two shows. I hope you are back here tomorrow. P at adventuresinpodcasting.com if you have anything to say to me. Thank you for listening. That's it for today's Thoughts and Adventures in Podcasting. I would love to hear your thoughts. So, if you want to get in touch, head over to adventuresinpodcasting.com. My name is Pilar Ortiz. Thank you for listening. Keep podcasting.